Hey man, say man, it's the Greater Podcast, second episode of 2021. I'm gonna say 2020. We're out there. Yeah, we're definitely on that. Yeah, we're on Please. Um, it's Moses here. You know. Gabe, oh, okay, Gabe on the mic. <laughs> it's Sam, 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 yeah. Sam, 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 Young Charlemagne. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man, we have a special guest here. Um, as you guys know, Remy's still on his personal hiatus, so we're bringing on more guests to, um, I guess, you know, liven up the, the pod. You know, switch you know some things up. Switch some things up. Right. Some, some familiar faces, some new faces, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is a friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. This is actually her first time on the actual pod. Ooh. I know. She's, you know, you know everything. Dang, One thing crazy. about us is everything happens in <laughs> due time, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. The Lord's timing is amazing. <laughs> and or is you, it really Moses' timing? Nah, it's the, it's a, nah, it's a group thing. It's, it's, it's a group thing. It's a group thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. We, we all got to agree. You know what oh, I'm true, true. Yeah. But nah, this is uh, an amazing mm. person here, you know, and it's it's not only, she's not here just by surprise. Um, it's a special month when you're listening to it is March. With with that being said, March is Women's History Month. Yes, sir. Um, and of course, it's a month where you recognize the women of, you know, of course, the past, but also those that are doing. I think it's it's good to give people the flowers when they're alive. You know what I'm saying? Even with my allergies, I can still smell them. You know, no, no COVID, no COVID, no COVID, no COVID. No COVID. But it's Women's History Month. We're bringing on some of, um, you know, our beloved Aww. friends onto the pod. Yeah, and we one have of, one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah. my closest people. Gabriel. I'm, I'm gonna kick it over to Gabe for the intro. Yeah, no, nah, you, you know, know what I'm saying? saying. We go way back, like Cadillacs on four flats. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. We used to do Urban Disciple together as a Oh, yes. You know, you know you're still saved on my phone as Urban Disciple. Look, likewise. Really? Yeah. Likewise. <laughs> yes, sir. We used to drop that heavy content, boy. Put your head top. And, you know, now <laughs> she's moved on to Niger Girls Talk. Niger Girl Talks. And, you know, um, she used to be the sneaker bandit. She still be copping. You know what I'm saying? Still be copping. Sneakers app. the sneaker app, okay? You know what I'm saying? Sneaker app <laughs> fiend. Um, yeah, the one and only Olamide. Ooh. I don't know if you want a different alias. You can go ahead and... You know. Well, I said Olamide Ayanda, but mm-hmm. really Olamide Ayanda. But um, yes, thank you for the nice intro. I am the host of Niger Girl Talks podcast. Check yes, it sir. out. Um, and yeah, and I used to blog at Urban Disciple, but now it's olamideayanda.com. Mm-hmm. So drop drop the uh, Niger Girl Talks uh, at name. Oh, Niger- and a little esk- uh, What do you call it? A little. Whatever they call it, the <laughs> little brief. Give, give, it, give us a brief. You okay, know what so you can follow <laughs> Niger Girl Talks. Okay. And Niger Girl Talks on Instagram. Um, and basically, it's a podcast community that basically interviews Nigerian-American women, first-gen and second-gen, and basically explores the intersectionality of being Nigerian, but also being born in America and the, how mm. culture clashes in different aspects, whether it's body shaming, being single after 25, mm. graduation woes. Um, no. Even, I want to do one interviewing fathers eventually that mm. are raising Niger girls. Wow. Um, so just basically having convo that I have with my friends but records so everybody else can hear it. Um, and we try to basically inspire people to have these convos amongst their friends and not just... Because some talkers are taboos in the Nigerian community yeah. mm-hmm. and they need to be talked about. Um, so just basically like redefining the Niger girl. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's good. I might have to start uh, Ivory Coast Boys Talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or Rwanda boys. Not that many of y'all, bro. I'm saying it's not. Hey, yo. It's not that many of y'all. In this area, you know what I'm saying? Y'all kind of run deep. Yes. yes. I'm sir. here. The tribe is strong. We you know what I'm saying? I'm strong. to the world. Yes, sir. But you can also, like, pitch to other people across America and do Zoom interviews. Mm. That's true. Yeah, we're trying to get our tech up so we can, you know, 
incorporate that into yeah, podcast. Man. Hey, look, man, donate when you can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's take a let's take are always open. Let's take a brief, you know, intermission. Come you know, on. if you're Commercial. watching this on YouTube, you know, what I'm saying, or listening to it on uh, SoundCloud, no, not SoundCloud, Spotify, you know, Anchor. Apple Podcast. This ain't free. You know what I'm saying? It's from the love of our hearts. Um, and we're trying to upgrade a lot of things. So yeah. if you're watching, you know, donate to that anchor uh, support page. But anyways, back to regular schedule program. You know what I'm saying? We got Alama Day here with us. Um, and I know from your podcast, because I do listen. You I know, know you do. I'm, I know I'm a supporter. I'm a friend. Um, I don't even remember the first time I met Alami Day. It was probably around the same time I met Nicole, which is another good friend yes. of mine. And I could actually say like, these are very, very, um, these are like some of the, I guess, women that introduced me to this group of friends that I'm with mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So they played, I guess, a pivotal part, part in that. Nicole oh, bringing me around. Early days wow. of DH. Yeah, yeah. Oh, DH. Early days I don't know about that. Early mo. You know what I'm saying? Early Hyundai, mo. Hyundai mo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Screech. 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 Hey. But um, back to your pod. You know, we know that you do this thing called um, The Gist and talking about what's on going on in your group chat. So, you know, us guys, we have our guy group chats. Yes, sir. We don't Absolutely. necessarily know what goes on in your group chats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can only speculate and, um, you know, think about it. But let us know. You know what I'm saying? We need that perspective. So before we record, I was saying to the guys that um, I don't really have that many like all girl group chats. Mm-hmm. I have like um cosex um group chats, but when I do talk to my friends on FaceTime, um what we are talking about is like um I turned thirty last month. Mm. Um, 30, 30. 30, 30. Clean in Jesus' name. Worthy you know thirty. Worthy thirty. Worthy thirty. Dirty. 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 Don't worry about it. Hey, man. Hit a line. Hit a line. DMs open. Show notes. (laughs) So I was talking about, like, since turning 30, I've experienced, like, a piece Mm. um, that I didn't have in my 20s. Like, you know, when you're worrying about getting married, what will I eat, what will I wear, where will I work? Since turning 30, I've just been at peace. Mm, You know, like, the pressure to get married is like, girl, whatever. It's like, you know, the pressure, like, where you live, whatever, like, God got it. It's just a weird piece that, like, I wish I had experienced in my 20s. So I'm talking Mm. about that and just, I'm transitioning into, um, I'm moving. Mm, (laughs) I'm moving in two weeks to to Georgia, so. Whoa, Uh, hold up. Is this a 3.30 exclusive? Like, (laughs) has this been, we did not talk about this before. Yeah, I've just just been telling people, like, here and there, but I'm moving. Um, Wow, Wow. Atlanta, Georgia, or just Georgia? 45 minutes from Atlanta, Georgia, mm. but you know, oh, yeah, it's not yeah. that far, but you Dang, know. Um, dirty South, dirty, dirty, dirty South. It yeah. just makes sense, you know what I'm saying? So Be careful out there. The year of the dirty. They don't got the corona. They don't got corona out there. We was, I, was helping, <laughs> I, was, I was helping my boy, our boy Olu, move out to, um, you know, wherever he's at, mm-hmm. Georgia. Uh, but this man, when we were out in Atlanta, Masks are not a thing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Southern, <laughs> southern, the Midwest. All they don't really. It's like they I look was, at you crazy. They look when at you me crazy. Masks. Yeah. When you, I went masks. into a gas station because I had to use the bathroom. We drove down there, and I was like, "Yeah, can you guys have a bath?" This man handed me, you know, the keys that they have. Yeah. To give for you to go to the bathroom. Yeah. He had no mask. Nobody in there had a mask on. Just hand me the key. I'm like, "Yo, it's COVID. How are you just gonna hand me a right. bathroom key?" Careless, bro. <laughs> I mean, what yeah, did you expect? Somebody else's. Oh, you want him to just open it for you? No, I'm just saying, yo, you know where the bathroom's at? And he gives me a key. I'm thinking he's just, yeah, it's over there, you know, go ahead. But he gave me a key because it's locked. 
And this, mm. mind you, everybody's probably toxic. I mean, yeah. Because in Maryland, a lot of things are closed. The bathroom are closed. You can't even use it if you want to use it. So it's like, yeah. who's yeah. cleaning the bathroom? I, I mean, it, there's a lot to say about what's going on in this country, but Man, uh, a lot. We're back, back to back to your uh, your reveal. Yeah, I, just, I have I, I have a piece about it. Like nice. you know, I just feel like I'm I'm just walking in faith. Um, yeah. And I I've never really had to walk in faith in my walk like this before. Like. Tuition's always been paid and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like I struggled to trust God. Everything just happened, but mine is getting a job. I had to have faith with that. But like this move is like big faith, but I'm just full like a word piece about it. So yeah. I've been talking about that and just trying to see everybody before I leave. Wow. Um, but I'll be back. Dang. You'll be back when? I'll be back in a couple of months. Okay. So people, don't believe, people don't believe me. Straight down the road. I'm not about Wait, what? Did you plan on coming minutes? back and forth often or? I mean, people are getting married this year, so I want to support. Gotcha. Mm. Um, but probably not that often. Wow, I feel that, man. I mean, real. if you believe you're going to be there for a limited time, to be going back and forth is like... Yeah. Unless you're lot. rich. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's We shout. all rich in Jesus' name. Shout out Bala Boss. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> I mean, nah, that, that, that piece is definitely... That's real because even... You know, you you're, you said you just turned 30, but I think even for us, like, you know, we're in our... Well, I'm the youngest on the pod. <laughs> sometimes I'd be thinking like, dang, bruh, I don't have it all figured out. But my mentor always tells me you have a lot of life left. That's mm-hmm. right. And, and that Jones right. always just like, Definitely. you know, settling to me because I'd be sitting there talking about, I'm 27, talking to, you know, uh, he's in, he's in, I think he's, you know, 50 plus, whatever. Yeah. Talking about me feeling like I'm not where I need to be. He's right. like, mm-hmm. Bro, you have so much life. So much People be screaming at 30. It's like 30 is... I look at some 50-year-olds, I'm like, dang, they still live lively and and young. Like, it's not... You know, so I'm just like, you have a while till you're old, actually. I think it's just the pressure people put on, like, discovering yourself in your 20s, like self-discovery and your identity and stuff like that. So it's like the moment you feel like you haven't really, like, discovered those things, as soon as you get into your 30s, you're like, man, like, I felt like I should have already known myself. I should have known, like, my career path. I should have known, like... Yeah. So, I mean, I I understand, like, why people look at 30, like, oh, my gosh, like, my life, like, what's going on? But it's just, like, it's just a societal or cultural pressure that we put on ourselves. I've I've realized that um, life is a journey. Even Mm -hmm. when you're 50 and 60, like, you're still discovering yourself. Right. And you're still maturing day by day. So it's just, like... I'm 30, but God willing, I have 50 plus more years on yeah. this earth to discover myself. Yeah, right. And it's just like, if you, like you, you can't spend like 10 years figuring out your life and then right. Think you're, right. You think you're good. Nah, like, like it's not like that. And it's just nah, like, literally, life is not monolithic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The people like that have kids when they're 21 and kids that have kids when they're 35. Yeah. But it's what you make of it. You know, it's just like, right. yeah. Don't I, dwell on it. I need yeah, to think about bro. it. My mom didn't have me until she was. In her mid thirties, oh, my mom had me at twenty three. Yeah, yeah, my, my mom had me at twenty two. And look at us—we're both sitting side by side to each other. That's wild. But nah, there's this one quote that I also um, always took in from a college coach of mine: "Is you've never arrived." And mm. that's something that is making more sense to me now, as I get older. Like you think that twenties is your year to develop, and you know I, that's what I've always thought. Like twenties is my year to really develop the foundations, which it still is. Mm. But even when you get to your 30s or 40s or 50s, there's always something new to discover about yourself or something yeah. new yep. to pursue, yeah. um, something new to just, you know, dwell in. And I think that just if you keep spreading that, that you know, idea around that you never arrive, then it helps take the pressure off of yeah. everybody else, man. It's kind of similar to, like, the quote I heard, like, two, three years ago, don't be afraid to be an amateur. I think I've shared yeah. it on the pod That's before, good. but 
it's something that I try to live my life by. Even sometimes yeah. when I feel like, you know, I'm in this new role and I feel like I'm supposed to be thriving. And that's just like me just being a husband. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm supposed to, like, thrive in a way. But I'm not because I'm new at this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, although it's about to be, like, three years. But it's just like you still it's learn new things about yourself. And eventually when you have kids, that's a whole other dynamic to who you are as, an, as a father. Right. So it's just like, and if you can apply it literally to, like, any area of your life. Whether it's, like, a career path or like a new skill you're trying to take on. Like a lot of people just don't start because they're they're afraid of just failing. You know what I'm saying? It's just like every great person that you look up to, that you admire, you got to realize they were never great at that thing at yeah. one point. You know what I'm saying? They were trash. And then they just like invested into <laughs> themselves. Right. Yeah, legit. This guy Kirk's nah, it's, 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 it's the truth. Stand, 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 you know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. just, yeah, don't be afraid to be an amateur. Just try. That's real, bro. That's real. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's a four by four episode. Yes, sir. Um, y'all know the four by four is four questions asked to us by you guys, and you know we're going to take the liberty of trying to answer them and just give our perspective on it. But before that, I got one question for Alami Day, as it relates to the pod. What's your most listened to episode right now, and why do you think that is? I should even know. Mm-hmm. Or what your favorite episode? Um. Okay, so my favorite episode would have to be, dang, um, I don't even know. I, okay, I'll start with um, You've Gained Weight, mm. which was actually our first <laughs> podcast. And I say that because um, when I started the podcast, I didn't imagine it getting this far. I thought it would be like a little side joint, you mm. know? Yeah. And I didn't really think people would respond to the stories. And I just picked my friends, Akbar, Yeti, and Nicole, um, and I know them. But when they were talking on the pocket and sharing their stories, like I saw them in a new light, and I'm like, I about to start crying. Like, you got because I mean, they're um, they're thick, but they dress well. They're they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. They're talented. But they were like sharing their insecurities and childhood on the podcast, and I was like, I've known y'all for years, but I never heard these stories. And I was yeah, just like, oh yeah. my gosh! Mm-hmm. And it's like people responded well to that podcast. Yeah, so it's just like. Man. People need to hear these stories. So I started, you know, being more um, intentional and putting more work yeah. in, and it grown. It has grown so far. Um, but that podcast really opened my eyes that we need to keep doing this, and yeah. I need to take this more serious. So that's mm-hmm. probably my favorite because it opened my eyes. Um, and I actually enjoyed the online dating podcast that I did um, <laughs> with Akbar and Remy. Um, Rahim, I mean, sorry. Um, I enjoyed that a lot because it was just fun talking for two hours and people listen to the whole thing. Yeah, you'll be surprised, man. Like, if the content's yeah. good. I mean, if the content is good, people will listen. Yeah, man. Yeah. And podcasts, you know, people just turn them on while doing stuff, you yeah. know? So it's, it's real Honestly, chill. Bro, I think there's something in the mics, bro. Once you get behind the mics, people tell stories that they never thought that they yeah. would tell or just authenticity comes out. Yeah. And I think that, even to your point, it's probably the most listened to because... You know, with our pod, I think our most listened to to date still is the boys to men one. Mm-hmm. And us talking about our manhood. And that's literally, we just, we didn't have no script. We're just like, we just about to talk about our life and our yeah. fathers and all this. Yeah. And see what happens. That joint is still the yeah, top man. listened to. I wish hey, you had a video. Yeah. I love it. You know what I'm now this man is a father. I you know, know bro. We got to do yeah. a part two, maybe. Bruh, we should. Yeah. Guys and gays. Learn so father, was I not? Was I not? Was I not married at that time? We did I think, you, think you might have been. I you think might have like fresh. First year yeah, you might have like been fresh. Uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I was at the old 1720 crib. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Sidebar. Um, my mics that I had initially for like the beginning of the podcast, my podcast was actually. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, okay, mm-hmm. now nah, you so good, good. Mm-hmm. Was actually donated. Um, for oh, Project wow. Ether. Hey, you know what I'm saying? You gotta give back. Give to the community. You guys birth another podcast. Amen. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dirty Network. Podcast hey. plant. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Church plant. Like I'm Podcast plant. Shout out to... Why not? Hey, anyway. Shout out to Ark. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Holla at us. But uh, nah, for real, like you, you're definitely fam. You know, I think, you know... Sure. I'm not the type that always throws things on my story and stuff and just, but I always like to text, yeah. you know, my friends and just tell them, though, like, I'm, you know, I love the pod. So anytime I listen to a pod, I'm like, yo, this is dope. I, I make it a point to text a lot of yeah. day and just be mm-hmm. like, yo, this joint was good. That's yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, so I know you mentioned online dating and we're hopping into the four by four. Let's get it. Um, so yeah. what we're going to do is everybody's going to pick a question. I'm going to go ahead and start off with the first one. The first question for the four by four is have either, of you been on a dating app, and would you suggest them? Um, I will not answer first. I'm just going to read it, so I'm going to let one of y'all go. Um, I can answer first, I guess. <laughs> I mean, no, nah, I haven't, I haven't, like... Gabe was locked in before the Yeah, before I mean, was a thing. for me, for for like, when I, like, before I, like, was in a relationship or just kind of, I feel like I met people online, like, social media. Mm-hmm. So there are people I connected with via social media, not actual apps. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, I get to see your tweets and, you know, Instagram and your personality through that, you know? Um, and I think, honestly, I think my mindset as the years have changed, like, as far as dating apps and stuff like that, because to me it was just like a creepy thing. But then I think about like concepts like Airbnb, Uber, and stuff like that. That stuff was like creepy to people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And and this is just like it's like okay, social media, but for dating, yeah. where it's like yeah, I'm, I'm intentionally looking for somebody. So I don't think it's crazy. Right. I just think you know, as a woman, you have to like protect yourself when you're meeting up with people um, that you don't know and stuff, and pick mm. public places and. You know, time and places like that. So, I mean, me personally, I'm, I'm de- knee deep in uh, marriage, but I think from my perspective, I think online I like dating apps are cool. Like they're yeah. chill. They they're straight to the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so there's no fluff time trying to figure out what's going on. Straight like, to the point in both yeah. ways. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're on this app because we want to. You know what I'm saying? Chat it up, chat the thing. You know, yeah, so it's like, you know. yeah. So you know, yeah. I think I think I love the intentionality yeah. of it. You know, from this viewpoint. Now, I've I've gotten stories from people like success like stories, <laughs> failure success, stories. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A like Tinder weddings, Bumble weddings. Hey, bro. So you know, like Bumble. for me, I'm just like I think I think it works. Like me and Deb met a couple that met on a dating app, and they were like, it was a beautiful Christian couple. Like wow. one was like a dentist. I can't remember what the other guy did, and they lived out VA or whatever. And they were just like, yeah, we met on a dating app, and they were just telling us everything. And I'm like. Wow! Like just seeing that was like my this is like Technology. years ago seeing the fruit of it yeah. in that way. I was like, okay, so it works. Yeah, it can at least. Yeah. So I feel like we should almost like normalize it because I think mm. people in a way are so ashamed. It's like t- telling people you got COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like people are so. That's true, bro. It's true. Like people are so ashamed when someone asks you, like, hey, so how did you guys meet? Because you know. Obviously, back then, people had this long story of how they met and all that great stuff, and it was, like, a very powerful story. But nowadays, it's just like, oh, we just met on the app. And it's just, like, because people feel like their story may not have any depth, that's why, like, they don't really feel like they need to share, like, how they met that person. Mm -hmm. But I honestly, I recommend dating apps because I'm always, like, you know, I be feeling for a lot of people, you know, like, people who want to be in relationships, but, like, they don't necessarily know the best way to find their partner. And if you don't see anyone at your job, if you don't see anyone at your church, and if you don't see anyone within like your friend groups or circles, then it's yeah, just like where else do you somehow. really look? Yeah. yeah, right. So I feel like that that the concept is actually really brilliant. But again, I know it takes some warming up to because a lot, a lot of people have trust issues, and I get that. But I would just say like I think it's I think it's brilliant. Now, you know have you saying? been on one? I haven't. I haven't been on. One. Well, actually, I used to use. I haven't been on an intentional one. That's one that's made just for 
for like dating, but I used to use Facebook a lot, like Facebook and uh, Twitter, that a lot like in high school. That was my way of going some guy slid in DMs. So of, yeah, I did. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? I met a lot of great friends. Like yes, people who that, started off like oh, me talking real. to them ended up yeah, being bro. cool friends. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's real. I mean, I, a couple of people I'm like tight with. Yeah, them, because social, social media. media. Yeah, yeah. So, technology think, is powerful, man. Yeah. So I think in my high, in my college days and like right after college, I probably was on it. Like I'll be on it, be like right, I'm good, and just get off of it, and then get on it every like it's just that cycle. People go through like all right, I'll be on it for like a couple of days, and then it's just mm. nothing pans out. But I met some like cool, really cool people there. I have been on like. I went on maybe one or two actual dates. Mm. Some Ooh. of them were just like, Dumb. I mean, were they their dates? But they were not like romantic type dates, right? Because it's a like, discovery thing, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, just kicking in and chilling. So there's maybe like a few people that through social media were still like follow each other friends and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you know, I didn't. Nothing really panned out there for me. And I don't know if at that time in my mindset, I was really like, you know, in there like. I'm about to find my wife or something more. So I'm not out here like trying to dog people, you know, right, but right, right. just seeing what's out there. Um, but I think that I do suggest them, but I think that of course it's become a more of a norm now. Yeah, legit. You know, I think yeah. that back, if you would have asked in like 2015, 16, how'd y'all nah, meet? People be, like, people be lying. But I like think, yeah, there's a more variety now yeah, too, like yeah. centered ones for certain people. And, and also I, I, so yeah, I suggest them. Um, but I think that, you know, of course, the, there's always cautions there. You know, they, you don't ever know. I know that now there's platforms that are more designed to be tailored and target exactly yeah. what you want, which can also cause to be a little bit more picky or, like, critical mm-hmm. in some senses. But, yeah, for sure. Like, I think that, especially now with a lot of the ratios that we see, um, you know, I hear when it comes to men to women ratio, um, I think that... <laughs> The dating app is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I would just say also be careful how you allow like media to like form your perception of yeah. these certain apps. Yeah. Because you will watch like a lot of movies or like shows, like for example, Insecure. There was an episode where Issa was going on like a whole bunch of different dates and they were all like L's, right? Yeah. And like just stuff you see on like TV. So like a lot of people they feel like, oh man, like because this person's having this experience, maybe it's not the best like app for me yeah. to use. And it's just like, nah, just try it for yourself. Like literally you just never know what can be your outcome. And yeah, I would just say just try. I'm always about trying stuff. So, I've used dating apps. Um, I, I used them up until December of last year, mm. um, and I haven't had the best experiences. Um, but mm. I've known I know other people that do have great stories and went on great dates and met great guys. And I know people that are married or engaged to people they met through a dating app. Um, so I wouldn't discourage it. I would just say. Um, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But yeah. if you are, if you want to meet somebody, especially in a pandemic where we're yeah, not able bro. to gather, right. especially yeah. this That's is a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know the church it's is tougher, you know. Yeah. yeah, no. And the church sometimes, well, when I did the online dating podcast, there was some backlash about it because it's like you're leading people in the, the body astray. And I'm like, I mean, no, I'm not. How but are you, <laughs> how are you even? Yeah, let's let's people? unpack that. Because I feel like that <laughs> people really have a stigma that, you know, you know, back in the day with the whole, you know, group chats and mm-hmm. sex predators and all this stuff. People still have that perception when it comes to dating apps. True. But yeah. times have changed. Like, Uber used to be scary in the beginning. But right. now Uber has... Definitely still happening. Be, yeah. be careful. Be yeah. careful. Yeah. yeah, even but, the carpool joint. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like, wow. um, but things have advanced, For you sure. know. Mm-hmm. Um, even 
because like think about it, like you said, we people, people met through Instagram, Twitter. That's through yeah. online dating. Yeah, in you a know, sense, yeah. back it's in not... the day, your auntie used to connect with somebody. Like I remember my nephews came into town. Like right, right, that's still yeah. matchmaking. So yeah. it's just like times have changed with society, but mm-hmm. um, you have to be cautious. But at the same time, not to be scared and demonize something. It's like yeah. it's not yeah. always evil. It's just, yeah, um, I feel like it's essentially an extension of Instagram, Twitter, and all these other platforms, like said, but just with more intentionality. Yeah. 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 So it's like on Instagram. There's the both like there's both sides, you know what I'm saying? People that are in there for the wrong reasons, just trying to, you know, stalk and do all these other things. But then you actually have genuine people like it, even just in friendship. There's a lot of people on Instagram via this podcast or whatever that have listened to us and have followed us on our personal pages. Mm-hmm. And we've developed friendships through that. Yeah. It's not a dating app. There's no romantic, you know, anything there. But that's the same thing, essentially, right. as a dating app. Now, there's probably people that have negative comments and stuff like that, too, which you'll probably get on a dating app. But it's just an extension of what we already do. You right. know? And I think that, you know, seize every opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's the opportunities out there for a reason. But now there's some people that feel like I don't want to partake in it. I actually want to meet my significant other the way that I want to. And yeah, you know, everybody has their options. Everybody yeah, has what they want. Like, there's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. But is it because you want a nice story on your wedding website, like our story? Like, I, I met him at Target and I bumped into him type Please. of thing. Right. Like, people legit honestly, be lying people, on people that. People do want that, though. People definitely be lying I don't think that's, I don't think that's a bad desire to have, though. I mean, yeah, but no. it's like, where's desire coming from? Like, I'd rather just meet somebody at this right. point. I mean, you never know if the first date will be funny and worth storytelling. You know For what I'm sure. saying? So, like, For the sure. actual first date with somebody can be like, you could literally have, like, a funny first date where it's like, Oh, he came like this and da da da. And when we were talking, he said, "You know, like there are things that can happen during the dating period that right. yeah. are story worthy too." I don't know. Maybe people just think they're boring and they have to create a a, a fallacy or something like that yeah, in order maybe. to. I will say, when you are on the dating app as a believer, I will tell people. I will tell Man. people to be very cautious. Like, be um. Stand firm in your beliefs. Because there are some people that say that I'm a believer. And then when you start talking to them, some things start coming out. The spirit comes out. I'm having flashbacks, bro. I don't know if I want to do it, but married at first sight. Made first man, just go watch the just go oh. watch the latest album. You know, yeah, I don't even you have to know, say names. Y'all know what couple I'm talking about. They came to they had our DC audition, and someone said, "Oh, it's a, a documentary for single people." So I got me audition. So the lady interviewed me, and she said, "Yeah, the show is called Married at First Sight." Oh, the Netflix show, right? It's a Netflix show, right? Nah, it's Lifetime. Or, is it, or a TLC? I don't, One of those. I don't know. I don't but they, they had a DC audition. They were interviewing single people, so I thought it was like a single documentary. That's how they mm. pitched it on Instagram. So at the end, and that's how they like, began people. She said, Well, the document is called wow. actually called Married at First Sight. I said, Uh uh-uh, uh, <laughs> people just playing. Right. Right. I don't believe right. it. I don't, she said, We'll cover the we'll cover the first year of divorce if y'all get divorced. I said, I don't the believe first the, year, there's no years, legal Bro. fees, legal fees. In my, oh, so they didn't even Bro. give you cover, all years, they, they just the give first you the year first. Of legal fees up for the joke, divorce. Bro. They set people uh, up. I'm a believer. But I'm about that. this is a joke. It could work though. So hold on. So you remember uh, that show on Netflix? What was that show on Netflix where uh, it was a black and white couple who made it out? The, the oh, love, love, love is blind. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's different, bro. That's, that's, you, that's gambling. That's, that's different. That's, is it that's different? A, you have a better probability. You have a better probability. What's so that? married at first sight. What's the? How does it they work? They match you. So, to so literally, let me right. let me. Break oh, so down. they just give you someone to like. You take you take like a questionnaire, and then you, they match you based off compatibility, and then you meet them at the altar. Oh nah, Sam, yeah. imagine yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm imagine saying. you get to the altar. It's why you're blindfolded. You open your eyes, and you're 
in front of your bride that you don't know what they look like, <laughs> Looking don't like know who Shrek, they are. Bro. Can you chill, 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 chill. Right, nah, let me chill, let me chill. That's OC. Nah, that's but, OC. But, bro, oh, the concept is OC. But nah, so... Oh, that's scary, bro. Sorry. And you nah. say I do to them? Like That's just playing with the institution just, of marriage. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Nah, literally. Sometimes, yeah. if we, even with that show, I, I don't want to give out spoilers, but this season, mm. the things that I've realized, and this applies to dating apps too, is... A bio does not mean anything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you put it, people, you realize that a bio is meant to hype you up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. So, imagine getting married because of a resume. Bruh. You ain't even experienced a, a person in real life. Mm. That's good. But they didn't put their, nah, that's dumb to me, right? So, so although a bio it's is kind of like a job, though. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro, to cut you off. I mean, a job but, is different, though. You're not making a covenant uh, no, promise. I mean, you know what I'm nah, saying? Like, a job, you just dip when I mean, you want to leave. I, like, I guess the comparison is more so just like the leap of faith type. Okay, that, that's so what I'm, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just, saying, I'm just, I'm just saying that comparison. I don't know. Oh, that's I don't know. That's so beautiful to hear. <laughs> but hey, man, look, I mean, look. even when you marry someone that you've known for years, it's still a leap but of faith. But you see them in Did you hear what season. you just said? That you've known for years, you've seen it's them still in a leap of faith. You've seen them in different yeah, but, seasons, though. exactly. But it's not guaranteed that the marriage you dated work. them. So do you? Think, no, no, we're not talking make, about the marriage working. It's about the fact that you're just. You're now like based off of a show. You're now allowing a show to just now be like. I just think it's toying with this. I'm not I'm saying it's okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm just putting that out there. I'm not Same agreeing reason, with the concept. Uh, I'm so just what saying. are you saying? Honestly, I, I'm just saying that the example that you gave with the resume, I was just I was just saying seeing the parallel and how they can be the same and contextually. Not like I wasn't agreeing with the fact that people should actually go and do it. That's not what I'm saying. But look, okay. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I wouldn't I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with it. When it comes to it being with it. on national television, that's where I think you Look start to it. get a little, you know, you tricky imagine, because bro? you have people you you're trying to entertain people at the end of the day. That's so sometimes crazy. you might make a decision where you put a couple together that you kind of know is not um, gonna work yeah. and you just wanna get the drama the rating, for the rating. The rating which is, is exactly what this season is. You know what I'm saying? I mean But they cut them a good check, I'm assuming. Is is it about, only, about the check? This for is, certain listen, people, yeah. I'm gonna make a statement. I'm just saying institution marriage should be played low. It shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. I mean, this is America, bro. A lot of also a lot of our morals and ethics are No, no, I mean stamp. I'm just it's saying, trash, like, or, you know what I'm saying? That's like, what I mean, yeah, I'm, but I'm just saying we shouldn't be surprised by it. I'm not surprised. Things. I just think it's trash. It's great, right? I'm it's calling trash. it. Trash. Right. I'm, I'm calling <laughs> it as it is. You know what I'm like, so uh, the verdict is: Gabe is not a supporter of married at first sight. No, I mean I'm, I'm not, not either. You no. starting that out to make it clear. And but one thing I'll say <laughs> is, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just make these last two <laughs> points. We can move on to the second question, right? One thing I will say is that arranged marriages have worked out. In previous lifetimes, that don't involve cameras and TVs and, and things like that, that's true. which takes they into forced, account, bro, they, those yeah. people weren't in love. Yeah, they, they, they grew into marriage. love. Though. I'm saying it's possible to grow into not all the time. That's a, yeah, but not all the time. But Some of them are it's possible. Sure, sure. Yeah. But last thing I'll say with the dating thing, and we move on because okay. we'll be here forever. Right. Is like I said, a bio doesn't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can use it as an indicator to see what this guy might or what this woman might care about and, you know, yes. have passions for and all that. But at the end of the, end of the day, their life is going to mean more than the bio. You can yeah. take that out of the dating context, too. You know, it is what it is. But, hey, man, just because you put, you know, John 3.16 or Proverbs 31 or Jeremiah 29.11 or whatever it is in the bio... That doesn't mean much. I mean, it means a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But Man, demons, that means demons you know, know scripture. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. This guy calling scripture. people on dating apps. I mean, hey, there might be hey, some. Hey, There's some demon time, boy. People hey. be demon they time. They be scheming on that joint. But nah, take I, I, precautions. Shout out OnlyFans. <laughs> wow. 
Shout out um, Where to are we going Sam. With this? Anyways, take precautions with dating apps. Um, if it's something that you feel like you could do and you know you want to explore, do it. You mm-hmm. know, take precautions. If it's something you feel like I just don't want to go that route and I want to go a different route, do that, man. You know, the life that you want to live to an extent, live it how you want to as a believer. But follow the word of God and Holy Spirit. Right, <laughs> throw that out there, please. Yeah, be wise. Who well, wants I mean, the next I question? Feel like she got. She got. Now I want to do the third one. You want to do the third one? All right. Who got the next one? Gabe, do the I second one. I'm going to do the next one. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. This is there, Gabe's is question. There, <laughs> <laughs> Young pastor. That guy about to cook us. I'm asleep, bro. Anyways, um, so it's, it's the second question is, is there a correct way to leave a church? Yes. There <laughs> of course. Is. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely a correct way to leave a church. Uh, let's, let's go through the steps, mm. shall we? Well, wait, um, before we get there, what are reasons... I think it varies, man. You could just feel like your vision doesn't align with the church anymore. Or I should say, what are good reasons? What are bad reasons? Yeah, I mean, I think people can go back and forth on this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we can all discuss it. But as far as my hot, my takes on this, I think good reasons to leave the church is like, you notice that, you know, the focus of the church isn't what's, you know, like, what's your focus for a church. So, like, you want to, you go to church for a certain reason, and mm-hmm. you feel like that church isn't providing that mm-hmm. thing for you. Two, you can also just feel like um, what the church is, you know, providing or dishing out is, you know, like not for you. Like, yeah. you know, there could be a church. I think some churches like some focus have a little more focus on like fellowship. Some have a little more focus on like the supernatural. Mm. Yeah. Some have a little more focus like, you know, worship or, you know, just th- different things. And yeah. so or some are really Bible focused in a way that's like studying school format type, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so, you know, and, and I that's why I first and foremost think that Christians should not be like excluded to one church. You can visit other churches. Yes. This is yeah, a body. 100%. We are united. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I think those are good reasons good reasons because God told you to leave. You know, mm-hmm. like it's time for you to be catapulted. Mm-hmm. Like me. You know, it just might be a place where True. you had a I good... I went garment church my whole life. Mm. And Some I... people don't even know what white garment yeah. church is. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, we we I don't, know. I don't know how to explain so that. White, yeah, white garment church is more of a traditional, like, Old Testament uh, focused church where they kind of focus on, like, old traditions of the Bible mm. um, and kind of, like, hone in on that. Mm. And, and, yeah, it's... Yeah, I, yeah, it's very restrictive and legalistic, yeah. pretty got, much, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I do think like good reasons could be just be like you could be in a church situation, you've gotten all that you can get, um, and and it sounds weird to say that, but sometimes your church should be sometimes catapulting you yeah. into yeah. another level or into a new place. That's right. Um, and I think bad reasons to leave sometimes are like pride. Uh, Scott just showed up. Yeah. That was quick. Scott was waiting for me to literally say that. Also offense. Offense, offense. yeah. Offense is, is because sometimes people don't realize when you leave based off of offense, you're just going to go somewhere else and somebody else is going to push the button. Instead That's of right. you, you know, solving the buttons. Like when I had left one of my churches, the, the pastor, when I had to talk with him, he was like, some people leave because their buttons are pressed. And instead of them actually addressing the buttons... They just go somewhere else and the buttons are pressed again. Mm. Um, so, you know, like, and they, they end up in the same situation. Um, mm. So, yeah, and I, I think you have to recognize all churches have their issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so to the meat of the question, though, like, is there a correct way to leave a church? Um, you know, uh, and you guys can answer, like, the good or yeah. bad reasons to leave. But is there a correct way to leave a church? I think yes. I think you have to try to do it with honor. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, when you leave, make sure you notify. If you, if you are a part of 
serving somewhere in the church or you were part of an initial something in the church, talk to the leader there and say, I'm I'm thinking about yeah. leaving. Mm. Um and sometimes you get into manipulative conversations where mm, leaders on, try to, you know, like yeah. tell you, Oh no, we you know, we were gonna do this or we're gonna do that or we want Oh you misheard God. Or stuff like that. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, and that's why Same it's important. Man. And that's yeah, why right. it's important to pray throughout this process yeah, because yeah. you need the conviction um, to, stand to to stand firm. I remember like my first home church where I grew up at. Mm. Um, I just remember, you know, like I feel like I was able to be like one of the like first young people, one of the set of first young people were like really on fire, like awake for God, you know, mm. um, like really passionate about Jesus. Mm. And I remember I was just sitting in the service and I remember the Holy Spirit was like, is this where you want to raise your family mm. Mm. Um, in the future? And I was like, no. And when I had that in my head, I was, I looked, that was the countdown to my way out. That's like, I'm out. legit. I was like, I don't want to raise my family here. You know, like, mm. you know, I think it's nice. it was good to me. They raised me and stuff like that. But this is not where I want my future to be honed. Yeah. And so, long story short, just talking to the leaders, the people who are my authorities. Um, you know, if if you have a relationship with like the lead pastor, mm-hmm. then I think you have that conversation. Yeah, if you yeah. don't, I don't think it's necessary that you talk to whoever the lead pastor is. Right. You know, but the people who were um, relationally close to you, I think it's good that you talk to them mm-hmm. um, or whatever. But definitely pray through the process. Um, and and if if bad reasons or experiences are part of your, you know, like you leaving, starting a smear campaign against the church is not the move. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because it's not something Jesus would do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. and so you just have to think now, like, and is what I'm doing bearing fruit? You want to leave in a way that's like honoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So I do think. That's really communication. And then, you know, just have a time. If if you have responsibilities, let the people know so they can get themselves straight. Like, okay, yeah. I'll be leaving mm-hmm. at the end of this, you know, two weeks. So mm-hmm. if you guys need to find somebody to, you know, take up my responsibilities, I'm giving you time to, if it's, you're moving, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Just communicate. I think that's really the, the communicate. Just yeah. say that you're about to leave and, and pray about it so you have that conviction so that, because some of these church leaders... You know, some of us will be like, you know, I don't think that's right for you or I don't think God's telling you that. And some will I've 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 been and seen in situations where it's like, no, we were about to make you the head of this. Dang. While you're saying you're about to leave out the door. And it's like, why didn't you just why why wasn't that made known to me beforehand? It seems like a ploy now to keep me to stay. Mm -hmm. You you promoting me. And so um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about the good and the bad reasons because we don't want to, I think nowadays, and, you know, of course, this is something I fight against all the time, is being in a position where you're just church hopping. Yeah. You know? yes. And I think that when you talk about the good reasons to leave, when you talk about the bad reasons to leave, it it addresses that, you know, mm-hmm. because, like Gabe said, there's no perfect church. And a church is not always supposed to be something that is that for you up, yeah. necessarily in a terms of like it's 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 fulfilling all your needs. You also have a responsibility to sow into the church that you're at. Yeah. Um and, and to be there. And that requires suffering and sacrifice at times. So I think um to be real quick, for me, I think the good reasons are there's sometimes where you are catapulted to, you know, a different um area of life. You know, mm, there's yep. also times where you are you know, I don't want to say, well, yeah, growing your faith to an extent where you are starting to realize some things that you 
want to align yourself more with or things that you're valuing more. Mm-hmm. And maybe this might not be the right place to really um, pursue that, right? Yeah. And I think that's is healthy to really digest that and, and see where you're at, see where you're planning and what is producing in you yeah. to see if that's somewhere you want to stay because down the, down the line, no matter where you're sold into, that's going to produce into your life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Now, the bad reasons um, is, like you said, pride, offense, um, things like that where you feel like you're not the leader, you're not the person that's in charge, yeah. or you're not the one that they're looking to get everything done because that's not even the point of church. You know nah, what I'm saying? Like not. We've made that... Bruh. The thing when yeah. it comes to church. I'm going to church to go be fulfilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to church to, to be be the leader that people can look to. And yep. oh, I want this position. I want this. I want that. And you don't mm-hmm. even want to take the steps, you know, Bruh. to slow progression into those roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people will, the, you'll go say, I want to lead worship. The pastor will put you in a, another whole department bro, and see how you do there. At at my current <laughs> church. Personal bro, at my current church, I, I when I wanted to join... Uh, worship team you know and in my old church i was a worship leader mm-hmm. like and everything they put me on hospitality to like usher people into their seats and right. i was like i was furious did i actually fuck <laughs> bro i i remember dc's first opening sunday in laurel that i i did parking team or whatever right, right, right. and i'm like this is the opening day i thought i was finna be on the stage like you know holla mm-hmm. at your boy you know what i'm saying like i was I'm singing here. in the parking lot i was helping the, with parking bro i had to fit ready right i didn't even remember what i was parking hondas and toyotas yo look and then you know i went from parking team to uh, hospitality, like yeah. ushering people to their seats and stuff like that, and you know, I never like sought an explanation for it. Um, but I was, I was like, like, bro, what's going on here? But I, for me though, it added more substance to when I did, you know, make my way onto the yeah. worship team. And for me, it was like, I'm glad that it wasn't just like, let me just privilege you up into that, you know, right. whatever. I didn't hate it. I don't think in every situation you need to be put on another team right. before that, but right, for right, me... Right. definitely better ways. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I think for me, it worked out well as far as yeah. like an understanding of like just yep. greeting people one by one. And yeah. so when I'm worshiping now, I had an experience to be able to, you know, like I these are people I led to their seats, interacted with like mm-hmm. in, a, in that kind of way and it just meant more, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. But so, yeah, sorry yeah. to interject. Voice of praise. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing, other thing, um, like the actual question was, is there a proper way to leave? Yeah. So, you know, transparent moment, you know, we, that's something that, of course, where was I even going with this? I think that, Gabe kind of alluded to this earlier. I think that the level of investment to an extent mm. kind of determines that to an extent because yeah. nowadays, you know, if you're in that church hopping bracket, you are often going or people are often going to large churches where it's harder to really get into that place where one people know you, you mm. know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you're going there, you may have been there for, you know, a few months and you're leaving. It wouldn't really make sense if the pastor don't even know me, if whatever doesn't know me, yeah. that I'm announcing. It's like, which which that brings up a whole discussion on what church should look like and how the onboarding process, all that type of stuff. Cue it but, up for um, the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what is a, church? That's a whole, that's that's a whole, a whole other whole church. What does church mean? What does church but, mean? Um, Add it to the list. <laughs> I think that when, you know, you're, you've been invested into this place for a long time, um, and Gabe's looking at me because we've had these conversations. I do think that there is a way that it should be done. Um, I think that sometimes pride does come into the way. And for me, myself, transparent more like I'm in a I'm in a place where I feel 
Um, I just been really challenged throughout this past year, mm-hmm. um, and even just a little a few months before twenty twenty, just saw like what, um, what is being produced in me. You know, say so this is me personally, like me personally. I know some people are at churches and they thrive in it and they do well, where some have a different experience in terms of like how it affects them. So for me, like I just was, you know, realized some things and uh, starting to value a couple of things a little bit differently, um, and that kind of just you know, led me to a place where I think I need to step back and step yeah. away for a little bit and just understand what I'm thinking and what I'm going through and see where I should place myself. So um, that's probably where I've been at, where, you know, I've had conversations with a few leaders that I've really, that have probably been the closer um, people to me at the church. And it did take a t- some time for me to have those conversations because I'm just like, man, if it, ain't, if it ain't coming, I ain't doing it. I'm just going to chill. Right. Just back out. But I think there is an importance of having those conversations because, you know, you never want to leave things up in the air. Um, and especially for the ones that really, that you know really cared about you and really invested into you and, um, you know, you at, to an extent, like, went to battle with. I think that they should know about that because they care about you. Um, but even before that, like, my home church. Um, so with that being said, like, I'm, I am uh, – yeah, in that in that current position right now, you know what I'm saying. But where you are, you step. What, I'm in the step position? back position, okay. and like not Just want you to you know, you know elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the this is this is what our group chat looks like. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah, pull you know, it a lot out. of times people be like, man, they they generalize yeah. things so they don't have to specifically say. Look, man, what I'm not at the someone. church that y'all thought I was at. <laughs> Just you know, just throw it out there. So that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, it's good to say Um, it all out. You know what I'm saying? Have victory over it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but before uh, before even that, my home home church that like I I still love and my the bishop there like we talk um, every now and then whenever he sees me. Mm. I think that that was one of the experiences I had where he like sent me out. Mm. Like we had a conversation. Like, I, well, I got sent out because I went to college, right? And then I went to college. I found the church that I was at during college. And then I would come back. And then the period when I came back from college, I graduated. He invited me to, like, his office and just to talk and, like, you know, see where I'm at. Yeah. Because he's he knows. I'm. He told my mom, oh, you're back home. Your son Moses is back home now. You know, tell him to come see me. Had a, he went to his whole office. We had a whole conversation just about, like, you know, where I'm at, where the church I'm at right now. How is it? And Was he, he at your grad party? Yeah, I believe he might have been there. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I believe he might have been there. He's like a like a father. He's like a father figure. I remember I, I was there. That was it. Yeah, honestly, was there. I don't remember. It was far. It was Silver Spring. Deep okay. Silver Spring. Everything about Moses Driving. be far. Right, right. Man. But 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 you know, to get to the story, I'll right, say right, right. just to not to to stay on too long. But um, we had a conversation about what I was doing at the current church that I was at. Mm-hmm. And he was transparent. He's like, yo, like, I think that you can come back and have that same impact at this church. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I mean, this is definitely something to think about, but I don't know if, Mm -hmm. you know, if that's me right now. And then he was just like, you know, all right, I just wanted to let you know that. And, you know, I support you in any way, wherever you go, but know that you always have a home here. And I was just like, and, and, and you know, when people say that they mean it, because whenever I see him, he's always like, how's things going? Like, just, you know. I'm getting calls every day, like, yo, Mo, come like come back. You know, we, we got some plans. Blah, blah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I just think that that mindset really showed me what it looked like to to send people out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Honor them Properly. and really, like, you know, bless. Because he, 
he reached out to me like he was like, "Yo, call me, set up a meeting with the um, I guess the assistant, and come to my office." Mm. And then that's when that conversation happened. So I, I really loved him for that, and I still do. Um, that's my bishop. You know, wherever I go, he's yeah. still gonna be shows intention. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a similar story for me in my home church. So I remember growing up in my home church. It's the family church, obviously. My whole family were going there. And it got to a point where, you know, my high school years where I'm kind of like, I think it was like my high school years where I'm intrigued a little bit more about like Christian. Because yeah. I wasn't like actually saved yet, yet. But it was like a little more intrigued. Um, but then I was like playing the drums for my church. So this I had that. Was, I this guy saying could play the drums. I used yeah. to. Not anymore. This but, guy's um, tough. I appreciate that. Not anymore. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I had this responsibility of like playing the drums at my yeah. church. And I felt like because I had that responsibility, it was like a huge responsibility. Yeah. If you can't find another drummer. Like imagine worship. You know what I'm saying? Raising worship hard. with no drum in an African church. Bruh. People don't even know what that's nah, like. Bro. You know what I'm saying? There's always a drum. So anyways. They got the hands. You got Praising that love. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess they can do that. Right, right. But so, it was, nah, it's they, funny. They're not rocking, They're not rocking, nah. not at all. It's funny because Remy and I actually went to the same, like, um, home church. And we were both feeling the same way. It was around the time when we f- first um, started going to, like, um, Destiny Harvest at the time. So, like, when we experienced that, we was like, oh, wow. Like, we didn't know, like, church yeah. could look like this. You this, know what I'm saying? That's literally, like, everyone. I that's think everyone's that experience. Ours, yeah. You know, like, like we, dang, we were so used to, like, traditional lights, African what? churches that, you know, a lot of us didn't pay attention to the word. A lot of us didn't pay attention in general because we just felt like this is what church is like has to look like. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, Remy and I was like, yo, how are we going? To, like, this is probably like a year and like a year and some change of like feeling this way. Or maybe yeah. like six, seven months, I would say. And we're like trying to figure out like how we should like tell him, you know, because like we're literally like afraid to like yeah. let the, this man has essentially like, I mean, he seen Bob me. He Yeah, he actually gave me my name. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was it was it was a little weird like for him to like basically see me grow up and have to like share that type of news that I'm no longer going to be at his church. Especially, right. I'm the only one out of my family who left at that time. Like my mom still oh, went there, my dad, my sister. Damn. It was so it really looked like somehow like yo like what's good. So Remy and I, we thinking that you backsliding. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> even my mom so, to this day. I'm like, it was mom? it was an uncomfortable process. But then Remy and I, we just decided to pull up to his crib. I think we said we wanted to talk to him, yeah. and he was like, yo, just come over. And we're like, damn, we got to go to his house, like, make it this whole big thing. So, like, right. we came over, and then he was like, yeah, so, you know, what's going on? Like, how are you guys doing? And then I think Remy looked at me to be the one to, like, tell him. I was like, this guy. So, you know, yeah. we ended up telling him, and, you know, he completely understood. That's the thing. Like, sometimes you assume that, you know, people are going to get offended. People right. are being their feelings about it. But he was actually, like, mad cool. His only thing was like he just wanted to know like what church what church we were going to, mm. and I named like two to three churches at the time because it was like multiple churches I was seeing my going to, um, and I was dating someone at the time and she was going to a particular church, and I named that church and he was like nah he, t- he told me not to go to that church and I was mm. just like she she told me the reasons why, and he's like yeah just out of all the other churches you mentioned just don't go to that one mm. he's like what other church are you thinking and I said that's when I mentioned Destiny and he was like oh yeah yeah I heard about that church da 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 so I say all this to say. During that process, it wasn't as awkward and hard as I thought it was going to be. And he ended up actually praying for us. And you, like, obviously you feel like there's been some type of weight that's been lifted Mm -hmm. off your shoulder because you're not leaving an offense. And every, you know, he's actually supporting your move. Um, So that was that. And then moving forward to church, the church I was at previously, even um, recently, that transition was a little awkward. I'm just being honest. Like, I used to work at um, my former church for, like, about two years. And then, um, you know, I was just letting them know that, hey, you know, like, so-and-so is going to be my last day. 
um, you know, I'm no longer going to be on staff. And, you know, some people took it well, some people didn't take it well. I'm not going to really, like, you know, put the information out Definitely, there like that. Yeah. But um, I would just say, like, the situation could have been, could have been handled in a more... I would say smooth away, proper way, and it just mm-hmm. wasn't. And like Moses said, there is that pride that gets in the way. And sometimes it's just like, sometimes it's just like you just your eyes are just open to like what's for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even in the midst of offense, you know what I'm saying? And and I don't hate anyone. I'm not right. bitter towards anyone. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like it's just a realization. Like okay, cool. Like you know, through the situation, I just learned what's for me and what's not for me. And and it, it took a lot of praying. You know what I'm saying? And it was yeah. painful. You know what I'm saying? Because this was something where I thought that. You know, because I'm not working there anymore, I, I feel like I can still attend there as a member. Yeah. But it's unfortunate that because I don't work there anymore, now I feel, you know, I can't be a member of the church because of that whole oh. transition. Mm. Um, so, I mean, sometimes the transition, I don't think it, I mean, I would love for it to be like smooth every smooth, single time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say it's not God just because it wasn't smooth. Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's That's some good. like mutual understanding of like, okay, cool, like this is what's best for us in this season. This is what you feel like is best for you in the season. Then it's fine. If you guys don't hate each other, there's no, you know what I'm saying, bitterness towards one another, then hey, you know what I'm saying, it is what it is, you know. And through that, again, through that season of trying to figure out like what church, you know, that I, you know, like me and my wife and I are looking, we actually ended up finding a church. I'm not gonna mention the church on the pod yet, you know what I'm saying? But we we, we found a church, you know. So sometimes like a good reason to leave the church can be, you know, obviously maybe there's a certain level of growth that you've just reached that where you feel like the church that you're currently at. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I necessarily serve you in the way that it was maybe mm-hmm. two years ago or whatever yeah. the case may be. A bad reason, obviously, to leave is like if there's like, again, bitterness or hatred or you just don't yeah. like particular people who's at that church. You know what I'm saying? Like some people do that all the time. Bro, they yeah. leave the church because they don't like a few people I mean, there. Same thing with their jobs. Bro. Same, you know? same thing with their jobs. So I would just say like, again, at the end of the day, just pray about it. You know, the Lord will give you the peace yeah. for you to really know like if you should really leave yeah. or if you should stay because honestly, a lot of uncomfortable things yep. are where you should be. You know what I'm saying? Believe it or not, man. perseverance. Yeah, like suffering yeah. to an extent. Yeah. And it's just like, because people don't enjoy being uncomfortable, like they they re- they retreat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they run away. You yeah. know? And I feel like you can't ever grow as a Christian, as a believer, as a woman, as a man yeah. without feeling some type of uncomfortability. Nah, you know? that's and that's yeah. something I had to like face uh, face, you know, face on, you know what I'm saying? It was mad uncomfortable, but I thank God for those um, formative years that really allowed me to That's grow great. as a leader, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I was mm-hmm. given leadership roles at my previous church, and mm-hmm. it was uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? I, I had no previous leadership um, roles before that, and, you know, having to, like, grow in that way really taught me a lot, even now, how I see things, how I see people, how I yeah. um, approach conversations. Um, it was because of just like that, um, those formative years. So, yeah, yeah, just pray about it. The Lord will, um, yeah, he'll definitely give you a peace about, you know, whether you should leave a church or whether you should stay. And just because you're uncomfortable there doesn't Damn. mean you should leave. Yeah, discomfort is, you know? is not equal to abuse. Yeah. And abuse isn't equal to discomfort, so. No, we want to hear about your, you know. Your experience. Okay. Um, you said it just happened. You're probably the most recent. So, since I'm moving, I have to have oh, yeah, a, pas- a comfortable right. with my pastor. And I've been awarded for like two weeks. But the, so the first lady, the, the pastor, she daunting. texted me last night. She was like, did you tell Apostle yet? And I was like, no, I'm scared. Um, so she said, just you know, set up a Zoom call and just explain to him what's going on. But it's like, he basically fathered me in a sense. Like, um, yeah. I'm, his, his children are my best friends, you mm-hmm. know, and I go over to their house a lot, even before becoming a member. And they, I used to get sick and I used to be at their house. He used to take care of me and stuff like that. So wow. it's just like, before you became my pastor, he was like a father to me. So now to say I'm leaving, it's just... 
it's just so I don't I don't want to yeah if I had to do it um believe yeah. in my dad's church I I grew up in white garment my dad's a pastor um and oh PK PK oh, yeah oh lord Sorry and now. um I left at twenty five and even leaving it was hard because I had the convo like okay I want to leave the church he's like when you graduate you can leave the church I finally graduated I said I'm leaving because you know at that time I was I left Destiny to go back to my dad's church. Mm-hmm. Like he built a second branch by Morgan State, and mm-hmm. he forced me to go. So I, said, I graduated. I'm going back to Destiny, mm-hmm. and he was like, "No, when you when you get married." And I was just like, oh, "I don't know when I'm getting uh, married." And he was yeah. like, okay. When, when you um, he said something, and I was just like, "What?" So I told Apostle, my current pastor, and he was just like, "You are a grown woman, okay? You can do whatever you want. If God's calling you to leave, then leave. Mm-hmm. Like just be bold." Yeah. And then he went back to his Bible, like back to his, his reading, and I was just like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a grown woman. Cause my dad had threatened to cut me off his insurance yeah, plan. Bruh. And at the time, you know, I was 25. Oh, I was on that insurance plan. Right, right. Yeah. They loved Bernie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But my mom said, so one thing she says that he's just, your, he's just your earthly father, but God is your ultimate father. Mm. Come on. And Santa. one day, when I was at my dad's church, I was just like, why am I letting fear of of getting cut off an insurance plan. Yeah. Stop me. Like, hey, that 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 they will pay my car insurance, my health insurance, and my phone bills. Like, why, why am I letting that stop me from pursuing the life that my ultimate man, father has created? Right. We got the ultimate so, insurance. Yes. So I Whether left. Whether you here or not. <laughs> so I left. I was like, so I, I actually went and visited my current, I went to go visit my current church just to visit because my friends go there, you know. And um, I don't know what happened, but I kept on hearing in my head, Great, um, grace and strength, grace like over and over, and I couldn't get it out of my head. So I googled, no, I, I kept on hearing grace and grit, and I googled grit, and it said strength. So then, out of nowhere, Apostle called me, Come here, Lama. He called and he anoints me with oil, and he said, Girl, all you need is some grace and strength. And I wanted to fall off because I just kept on hearing <laughs> that for a whole hour in my right, head. Right, right. So I was just like, This is my church. So when the day I decided that's my church, my dad, after avoiding like not going to church for weeks, like doing Best Eye Baptist for weeks. Yeah. He finally confronts me, like, why haven't you been to ch- my church? And I was like, I'm not coming back. But I felt like that was the enemy. Like, the, the moment I finally stopped church hopping and found a church that I wanted, right. I got attacked by my dad. And he was like, I'm going to kick you out. So I was like, no, you're not. So I came back home like, no, you're right. not. <laughs> and ever since that, that he has never challenged me. But it was yeah. just, I had to be bold in my decision of yeah. leaving. Even though, like, my, my dad was my pastor, so it was kind of different. Like, because I, I live with him, and he's also my spiritual it. authority. So it was kind of different. He got double up. Bro. Yeah, so but it, it was kind of manipulative in a sense because like I'm using financial means to keep yep. you here when Legit. I know that you're not growing. Like, I, my, my church was not growing me at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my current church, um, my I am. It's very small, like very family oriented, and I love it. And my mom was telling me to leave because there's no men there, and I'm just like, "Girl, that's not a good reason to leave a church." Nah, I mean, man. Not I mean, other churches, like it's hard to find people act like it's people act church. like your church is like your whole system. Like, yeah, but for African parents, it is. Though. It, I mean, yeah, for them, I, th- like, I think it's it's the fact that a local church should be a very pivotal thing to you, but it shouldn't be everything. Right. right. Because there is a community that you live in that people that don't go to your church That's are in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even, which is why I love, I always talk about sports, sports ministry, because, you know, I've grown up in the church and I have my church community and that same community and what we're doing there is needed in outside communities. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, being investing in your local church, and that's why it's also important that your local church is also investing into the community yeah. that they're yeah. in of the people that aren't members. Um, mm. But, 
Yeah. I mean, not to stay on this topic too long. I think that at the end of the day, there's healthy ways to leave a church. There's unhealthy ways to leave a church. There's healthy reasons and unhealthy reasons. I think that even in the healthy reasons and the healthy leaving, it sometimes might not always look the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're really consulting God about it, consulting mentorship, um, and praying about it, then, you know, he'll be able to guide you. And, you know, if anything, talk to Gabe. Gabe will set you straight. <laughs> but um, but now, nah, like, I think, you know, it's something I could say myself. Every church that I've been at, every pastor I've been at has played a pivotal role in my life. Um, and even in just even the birth of this pod, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And 330, um, like where I was, just even in my previous churches played a big role in yeah. learning yeah. a lot about, you know, what it is to really serve God and to make a difference. Yeah. Um, but so there's sometimes parting ways is, is still good, you know. Um, but, yeah, Beautiful. church announcement. Uh, me and Sam soon, hopefully. Say like, nah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> next question. Uh, On the next question. Um, <laughs> myth or fact, Christian guys have no gang. Tell us. Uh, I'm, I'm going to answer. It's a Come book. on. Ooh. I think Christian men Come on. Straight. play games. Mm. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. Christian men are pansies. Get Shout em. out to Destiny. Get <laughs> I, came, I came back in February for service. But um, I think Christian men play games. Come mm. on. Um, I, I don't know if maybe it's the ratio of women to men that plays a factor in this. It does. But I feel like Christian men play games. And it's like... So what's an example of playing games? Um, Briefly. Indecisiveness, mm, true. Mm. Miscommunication, lack of communication, Jeez. not being intentional. Like you're pursuing somebody, like you're, you're you're pursuing somebody, but you won't say it's pursuing them. I'm just getting to know you, but you're yep. doing a lot of things that look like pursuit mm. as opposed to friendship. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just like I like I my pet peeve is lack of communication and um, miscommunication. I like mm. I'm very direct. So I feel like Christian men like they'll take you out. Mm. Oh, how was your day? Hit you up, any prayer points, all these things is more than a friendship. You're pursuing me, Bruh. but then then they go, they go, they simmer down after a while, and they come back sometime. And it's just like I'm a human being; I have emotions, you know. Mm. And I'm not an abstract thing in your life. I actually have emotions and I have thoughts. And your what you're doing is like hot and cold, hot and cold is also affecting me as well. Mm. Um, I'm laughing because you didn't even answer the question. You just took yeah. this time to go yeah. in. Oh, She's sorry. Just, no, it's cool. Keep going, though. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Said, I, I, she was okay. quick with it. Sorry, just, no, okay. just came no, out. It's, it's, I want to <laughs> just dish it out. You know what I'm saying? I know some girls in their car right now. Yeah, Like, yes, yes, yes. You know, like. Okay, but Christian, I feel like Christian men can have game because it's like, you think about it, like, before you were saved, you were unsaved. And mm-hmm. maybe in your unsaved life, you had game. Uh, and I don't think it all dropped at the altar when you said, yes, Jesus. I think For it, some. Some yeah, people, yeah, some people don't nah, have game. Some but some people do have game. Um, but I did a podcast recently, um, and I was saying, like, um, when men are intentional and are on their get on, comfortable with themselves... They have game. They, they're, it's beautiful uh, to be security. loved. It, it, yes, it's beautiful to be loved by a black man. Well, anybody, a man in general, for this podcast sake. Hey, it's lit. A man right. in general, when, when, when he's black comfortable love. and he's he has a um, he's sober-minded, yeah. I feel like they're very intentional, very driven, and very direct. Mm-hmm. So they do have game. But mm-hmm. when they're not sure and confuse themselves, they play games. That's a good... That's mm-hmm. a, that's Come a on, Shanta. That's a good I, 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 I want to play devil's advocate. Go around. Hey, girl. Wait. I want to play devil's advocate. Oh, go ahead. Devil's go advocate. Ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. You don't need an advocate for real, for real. No, nah, he don't. I, okay. No. Well, I, I was just. Was like, I'm not pretty right. much. So, um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say because I feel like there are some men who are securing themselves. No, nah, not even that. There, there are some men. So, I think, like, if 
the whole mixed signal thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if I if I'm texting someone and I'm checking in, this is and that's why I guess communication does need to be clear as far as like what we are. But it's like even if it's not clear, like I feel like communicating with someone like often as a friend, you know what I'm saying? If I don't cross the line of any like sexual if I don't cross a sexual line or if I'm not flirting, you know what I'm saying? If I'm not like giving you any of those signals, but I'm texting you every day, I'm asking, hey, you want to hang? Texting every day, though. Texting every day. Okay, all right, all right, hold on. on. I'm just making sound effects. I'm just saying, (laughs) all right, right, let's say if it's not every day. What is this? All right, if it's not every day, but I'm on both sides. If it's not every day, but it's more than any of your other guy friends are texting you, it may stand out and you may feel like, oh my gosh, like this guy is pursuing me. It's like, nah, like this guy enjoys communication with you as a friend. That doesn't necessarily mean Mm -hmm. that he wants to take you out. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's giving you mixed signals. It's more so just like, hey, I'm trying to be a friend. But again, I can understand the miscommunication because someone needs to make it clear in a relationship. So like we said earlier, Gabe and I are best friends, right? Right, right, right. And we made it very clear at the beginning of our friendship that this covenant that we have is strictly friendship. Right, right, right. So him, me chilling on Gabe's couch, watching Netflix with him, or going to Chick Fil A, all that stuff. We already knew mm-hmm. from the, from the jump that this is not this is nothing. Mm-hmm. But my thing is like, at this age, does anybody really want any more guy friends? Nah, I want a husband. I'm sorry. Nah, I feel so it. I don't need another, I don't need a fifth guy texting me. How are you doing? I don't like texting people. So I, I need I need to know you text me. What are you doing? Because you yeah, know you right. trying to pursue in, me. In men's defense. Though, uh uh-uh, uh, we tag team in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's what y'all were in doing. Yeah. You know, you in know, sometimes defense. love got to tell. No, no, I got, I got both sides. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got both sides. <laughs> right. But for what we're talking about right now, in men's defense, I will say that I think that sometimes we don't, we're not ready to pursue, but we're interested. So it's like I don't, I don't want to be your friend. I just want to get to know more about you okay. right. before. But I think that has to there's be stated. A, there's a, there's yeah. a, there's you have to kind of state. And you have to dial it back a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And you have to watch how much you, how Man, hard you go. This I think is so nuanced. It's, bro. it's very nuanced, bro. And, and that, but the issue is here. And this is where I was going to go with the actual question. Myth or facts do Christian men have game? As a Christian man, I know that some of my brothers don't have game per se because when you come into Christendom, not a lot of places teach you mm. how to pursue from a distance, exactly. how to pursue right. more seriously, how to observe how to from communi- a distance, right? How to observe from a distance, how to communicate properly. You know, right. either they're teaching wives, I mean, girls, how to be wives, or they're teaching men how to be leaders, and and it's and like financial providers, right, right, right. And we're not being taught how to do that tango like that, that dance, romance. you know, because there's a way to have boundaries and show interest. Without you know, but I think it's a lot of it is in is in communication. But what I was gonna say as far as Christian men have a game is some, a lot of us get saved and we act like we don't have personalities. Like you know what I'm saying? That whole I didn't like, want to say it. Of course, but Gabe did it. But I think I think it's both sides too. You know, don't some get me people wrong. don't I also think. like the personality that is presented. But that's their that's their. Some people associate presented. their personalities with their actions. But also, I'm saying that people act when they get become Christians, they just act like everything is like about the Bible and like my life. You know, right. Very They're monolithic. just one dimensional, like, oh, how you doing? God is good. You know, God is great. You know, like at, Praise at, him. instead of just it starts from having God told a me personality. You're my wife. Yeah, and that lazy phrase, you know what I'm saying? Like, God told me you're my whatever. And it's like, yeah, there are a lot of times that God told people in the Bible that the you know, like they highlighted a person to them, but they actually pursued them. That's you know bad. what I'm saying? As opposed to them going up to somebody and saying, it's lazy to do that. You're not doing any work. Mm, it's just, you know, because God didn't tell you to do that. You know what I'm saying? So. I, and I think it's funny because um, talking to my, my girlfriends, they have like cute date ideas and mm-hmm. gift ideas. I'm like, oh, yeah, very intentional. But when it comes to guys, it's just like half-baked sometimes. Pause, pause. I, I'm, I'm, oh, 
okay, you had the best proposal. Nah, nah. We, you know, we, 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 we understand. Okay, <laughs> we understand. We saw you went viral. Oh, okay, man. black yeah, love yeah. Twitter. Um, but I feel like when it comes to guys, I don't know if it's it's like if it's a, maybe even unsafe guys have the same issue as well. Yeah, I think I this think is guys. It's a guys yeah. thing. Sometimes in girls try to be like, save guys, unsave guys. Not we no, all no. pretty much. Yeah, there's no like bracket yeah, between Christian. There's this. There's equivalence to the Christian man you think is corny. There's an unchristian man that is the same level of corniness and yeah. don't got game. But corniness is subjective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chambers I have a question. You know, how people talk about the the bad guy, the Christian bad guy, Christian bad boy. And yeah, like yeah, is this it's, the it's same a myth, bro? Yes, are they saying like that's the, the myth? Person? I think it's swag, bro. Son, just some Christian guys don't be having swag. Like that's it, okay. it's just, and that's what I said when when you get saved, you just lack personality. Like some guys just aren't cool. Like let's just call yeah. a spade a spade. Like a square. Yeah, I mean that's and that's just it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they, I know, but I know Sam, plenty Sam of guys. I know plenty of guys who have Christian guys who have swag, and I know some that don't. And they're and both confident in themselves. Well, not I mean, not all of them. We we oh, uh, we're we're in a better place now than we were before. But praise him. I know some of us we were not as confident as we are now. That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So true. I just think that yeah. it's but but like I said, churches don't teach you how to communicate with you yeah. know women and how how it's okay to go smack. Like it's like, well, am I allowed to go smack? And should I have prayed about it? It's like. You can express interest and pray in your prayer closet. Like you don't have to be weird and creepy and mystical, bro. Man, like that's real. Man, I don't know. There, I think, like no. we said, it's so nuanced, bro. Like because there's so much different things being preached and talked about when it comes to relationships and these topics. But I think one thing that we can agree upon is that one, what Alami they say is the security that you have in yourself. You know what I'm saying? I think that plays a big role in how you approach the you know, opposite gender. You know what I'm saying? If I'm approaching somebody and securing my identity, secure who I am personality-wise, then if you if I'm champ, I'm champ. If I'm cool, I'm cool. You take it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? But then also, I think it also, intentionality and communication, not only just intentionality about what you're doing, but how the other person, to an extent, is, you know, seeing it and perceiving it. Because, yeah, we can be texting a lot and doing that, but it's important to also look at the other side and see how this person could interpret it to an extent. Because I think that we somewhat have somewhat of a responsibility. I'm not saying we have the entire responsibility, but we do have somewhat of a responsibility to, you know, kind of guard whatever it is that's happening. I wanted to say two things. One thing was like, I actually text Sam to give me Gabe's number and Sam gave it to me. And then Gabe was like, girl, Next time, go smack yourself. And I busted out <laughs> laughing because it's like, I was trying to go smack at you. But the fact that he said it, he was just so comfortable with himself oh, to say that, go smack yourself next time. I was Sometimes like, we appreciate people that go smack. But I want to say to the Christian girls, the Christian women, um, like, some, if a guy doesn't have game, it's okay. Just give him a chance. Because once you say I mean, yes to him. There's a lot of them getting chances. When did game matter, though? Yeah, because my, my game has mm, always no, mattered. No, no, and no. what no, content? No, Charisma. As far as, like, approaching a woman? No, okay, so. Game I got it. Is okay. I don't know. I got wait, an example. Wait, 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 my ex didn't, like, he didn't have game. I'm talking about the Bible. I got an example. I got an example. Go ahead. Go ahead. My, go ahead. My, ex, my ex didn't have game. Like, he, the way he went, he went smack was, he was very nervous. He, I intimidated him. But I finally eventually said yes to him. And then after that, he was very intentional with the date, creative and stuff like that. And just like, okay, once you, I guess 
guys are nervous sometimes. No, no, sure. You don't, you don't have to have game to to thrive as yes. to, you know, yeah. to initiate contact. Yeah, like yeah. look at yeah. Hitch, the movie. It helps. They, they all didn't have game, but yeah. Will Smith helped them. Right, right. Like, having game helps. But you can it's learn. Do you learn to have game? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Now cool. yes, you, you can, can learn to be confident in your skin. Yeah. Mm, I wasn't always confident in approaching people. I like, definitely was not. You know, like, but yeah. I think. Nowadays, I became like, more confident I myself woman, and secure. Bro. I mean, bro, literally. You had two sisters. It was hard. Mean, I'm talking yeah. about romantic. Like when you actually <laughs> have affection towards someone, yeah, it's scary. And, it's gotta be just. I feel like that's why, that's why I be telling people get confident in your identity nah, because I, I was literally afraid of women. Like I would not talk to them. Like I remember one time, like I was, I was in, like I took a bathroom break. I asked the professor. I mean, the teacher right used the bathroom, and then I saw my crush in the hallway. Like we literally, so I like she was walking towards me. And her name was Chantel, man. Did Chantel, you know what I'm saying? Bro. <laughs> Chantel, if you're listening, there's no chance. My man is bro, gone. It was, it was, one, I don't know how this is relevant, but it, I don't know. I think for me, it's like, I was so afraid to the point where I was asking myself, like, okay, she's walk, she's about to walk past me. What am I going to do? Am I, I going to say bro, something? Am I going to say hi? Am relatable. I going to wave? I literally just walk right past, didn't even look at, no eye contact, no nothing. Son. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, some people really are afraid I don't know, like some people it's deal natural, with anxiety. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like some people really don't know how to approach women in a way where they may it be it may be well received in a way. You know what I'm saying? So the worst, I mean, the worst thing is getting cooked by your crush, bro. Yeah, yeah, or her friends, or her friends. You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? That joint will that joint will that scars you, scar you until <laughs> who knows, bro. There's a that lot of men out here just scarred by the person they like. You don't need game, but it helps. You know what I'm saying? But what is game? Game is charisma. charisma. That's that's what it is. And with confidence. Do you have game through Instagram? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, all right. You yes. know, so like, you can copy and paste game. People not really gonna know what's. I like, mean, I, I mean, they, they hey, meet you in real life and you champ, and, and exactly. they can be like, "Well, yeah, I, Instagram only is, is so credible far. until you're in front of the person." Mm. But, um, man, do Christian men have game, or is it a myth or a I fact? Mean, it depends. It's a myth or it fact. depends. I think it depends on the person. Okay. Some well, guys have game, like you guys. Right. The lady has spoken. I don't have game. I'm champ. I have game. I don't know what I'm you're corny. talking about. Yeah. So when do you feel I'm like this, this mentality involved? I'm, I'm get, I, I don't know if this is relevant, but it's just something I read like recently when I was reading my Bible. So it was around the time when when um, Abraham was looking for a wife for his son Isaac, and this he sent the servant. Yes. So he sent the, the servant, servant to go find a wife for Isaac, right? But then the, the servant was at the well. He was like, "All right, but if she comes and she offers me water, mm-hmm. then I know this is the one for Isaac." And she, they actually ended up being together. So my, my thing is like, when when. It's like during that time you'll look at it like it's weird. Like that's that weird. Was, like how did she? She now brought he now brought Rebecca to, to Isaac to now marry. But it's just like when did like okay you got to like have game you got to do when did that mentality back evolve? then back like, then marriage was they married for love yeah they didn't marry they didn't marry for love like that they married for, true for like response oh does he have this does he have that like acquisitional mm. kind it of was things more, um, you know. Like what made sense, yeah, and like more it was, it transactional. Was, it was William extent. Shakespeare that introduced um, love being a factor into mm-hmm. well, the Victorian age, the Victorian age is what introduced love being a factor into picking a partner. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. even say now that both men and women are able to get you know like jobs and you know like of a certain quality and stuff. Now women, you know, like it's not a thing where a woman is with a man because he provides for me and stuff like that. Nah, we care about emotions these days. Yeah. You know, like. And that's the thing, like, because you look at some of our parents' marriages and you can see where it was like, she's with him because of the fact that he was able to provide for her, but they don't actually, like, love each other. Do you feel like a marriage only thrives off love? 
No, no. no. You using the word no, no, no. thrive is is a, is a factor there. Okay, but, but a you, marriage can sustain without like actual. Do you love. think the two people need to love each other for them to? There needs to be love there. I no, think there's. Can they just be really good friends and be? Married? They could be motivated. I mean, if they're really good friends and are married, they're probably in love. But I'm saying, are I think there are households. Feeling of love or the action of love. The, the feeling of love. The feeling. Well, anyone can show love a, and not be in love with someone. Well, where, yeah. I don't. I don't love my siblings or my friends every day, but I, I. I like them. Like sometimes they annoy me, but because I, I'm committed to them. I stay, like, you right, know? right. So I'm not right. okay. So literally, so that's what I'm saying. You can still be in a marriage with someone. I'm not, so I like to just like you yeah. don't have to love but somebody to be in a marriage with. Them. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but that I mean, we would hope. Right, that, right. You know, so you would hope. That's what we strive because for. because I feel like does everyone want to be married because of love? So Even I, mo- in modern age, does I everyone was, like still have I that mean, mentality where it's like I, I want to get married because I love this guy, or do I want to get married because of the things that come with marriage, which is like children, or it could be like security. But love can be omitted, and they can so, be okay with that. Yeah, I'm I think, reading. Go ahead. I was reading Sacred Search last year, and one thing the author said was that people marry for different reasons, whether it's yeah. business partnership. Like yeah. we're both saved, but we want to build an empire together. Mm-hmm. Like we want to like run a company together. Some people are married for like I actually love you. Some people are married for friendship. Like people have different factors, and it's okay because they're both believers, but they have different motives. Some people might marry like I want to be the next power couple. Like I want to be the next Ciara and Russell. But we're both safe and we both like you know like love each other. Mm-hmm. But the main factor is like building an empire. And we both have big assets. Some people are married for ministry. Like we both want to um, do ministry together. Mm-hmm. I mean missionaries together. Um, yeah. And we're both. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. That, that we got childish. Childish. <laughs> Childish. Go ahead, though. Childish. Hey, man. God's good. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And so they, you know, they get married. Like, Heidi Baker, Heidi Baker and her husband, like, mm-hmm. they got married and went to do missions in Asia. So it's like, people have different, like, motives, but um, it's not wrong, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's know. okay. I think it's okay yeah, to not marry for love. You know, okay. it just makes, I think it may make it harder, depending on what your motivations are and stuff like that. Hey, I love mine. Because you got to choose to love that person every day. I love or mine, too. Choose to commit. <laughs> choose to get along. Yeah, well, I mean, you yeah. ain't gotta get along. I mean, people could be in a house, separate rooms, and be married because they want, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. People's marriages are up to them. It's just as believers, <coughs> we just pray and ask for the the continuation of your marriage, yeah, as opposed sure. to like divorce and stuff like that. And a healthy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I feel in. like all these ep- these questions could be they an episode it. in itself, yeah, bro. bro. Even yeah, bro. but anyways, last question. I last think that question. is Sam. Yeah. So last question: Are we trying to? Are we trying too hard to make Jesus cool to culture? Are we doing? Okay, never mind. Go ahead, bro. No, what were you about to say? No, 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 I was going to say. Okay, that's the fourth question. That's yeah. the fourth question. Okay, okay. No, nah, because yeah. remember we had two options. Forget it. Oh. Never mind. No, nah, it's cool. I know. No, nah, it's cool. We could do that one. The one you suggested, Moses. About conviction, yeah. Obviously, you nah, don't I think that so I, I do remember matter. that, but I feel like that's a right. So, question number four. So, <laughs> you read it again. Good. So, again, are we trying too hard to make Jesus cool to culture? What do you guys think? I about mean, that? I think, yeah. I mean, no, you answer first since you. I thought we don't. All right. Um, I mean, no, let me answer yeah, first. Yeah, let me guess. You know what I'm saying? You, try, you think we're trying too too hard to make Jesus cool? Um, I want to say yes and no. I sometimes feel like sometimes churches look to society to move the needle when it comes to what we're preaching, what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like when the pandemic first started, people were talking about everything but the pandemic about, about racism. Yeah, about not like well, the pandemic. Started, everybody talk about faith and stay, staying from your walk. People were scared about a corona initially, right, right, right. but I started talking about relationships, and I'm like. 
this is not what the people need to hear. Like, people yeah, want to talk yeah. about love, what but it's like... What they want versus we, what they need. Yeah, like, we need to talk about, like... Because people are really scared about the pandemic. And it's like, people are moving with fear, but I feel like church were oblivious to talking about, like, just... God, just trusting in God and just knowing that you will um, will come, uh, you know, overcome this. And also, like, you know, we can't gather. Please be for, um, steadfast in your walk individually. I felt like they avoided that topic for a while until, like, people started dwindling from the church. Yeah. But then I do feel like, I like, for example, like Mike Todd, like how he was preaching in the water. Even though I wouldn't do that personally, <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 respect, I respect it because some mm-hmm. people actually do need, some people do find t- traditional teaching of, like, yeah. Like African churches to be yeah. like very monolithic and boring, and they need like theatric, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's okay to, to do demonstrations during your teaching. Um, so I, I'm on the fence. Like, I'm not, I'm not one to do it, but I see how it's helped. Yeah. For example, yeah. like you know, um, my brothers, we all grew up in white garment, and mm. then I went to Destiny Harvest, but I eventually left to go to Glory Center. But my brothers, they go to Destiny Church now. Mm. Um. And they love it. They like the demonstration, all that stuff, because it gets it gets captivated their attention, you know. Yeah. As as opposed to me, I'm really like traditional. Like, yeah. I I literally listen to like old white men, like old pastors, like John Piper, yeah, yeah, Robert, mm-hmm. Robert yeah. Morris, yeah. like theological. Yeah. Um, Robert Morris is lit though. But yeah, no, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard Ravenhill. I, I just like old theologians, and I I can actually focus better with stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to demonstrations, it it kind of I have a very short attention span. So for me, it's very it's very distracting, but I respect it because it's help it reaching a body that needs part of the body that needs to be reached. So mm-hmm. I don't think we're making I think we are making him cool, but I respect it because it's like it's reaching a demographic yeah. that needs to be yeah. reached out. That if not, if we don't cater to them, can get lost. And yeah. we're, trying to, we're trying to be all things to men to reach right. them. So for me, I'm just like I'm with it. I think okay. it's just a problem when we exaggerate. My things, you know, okay, okay. like I said, I thought the Mike Talk thing was cool until it was like raining. Then I was like, I think him being in the water was like dope. Like I was like, oh, that's tough. Like sky repeat. kick around your water or whatever. But like <laughs> when it <laughs> when it started raining, I was like, this is right. you know, or, or just or just things you know, like things they talk about, you know, like yeah. or whatever. When you try to exaggerate the Jesus experience, yeah. so mm-hmm. you start adding details to your story or your testimony that. Weren't, weren't really what happened, yeah, but it's like now you're trying to add to Jesus. Uh, yeah. um, you know, and I think some people will say, like, I think this new, like, digital age, just doing more on social media, I think that's fine because this is where we're at. That's the type of evangelism when you promote and have good graphics and stuff yeah. like that and video and all that stuff. Like, I think it's cool to do that because it's a form of evangelism and it's putting effort right. into it. I just think at some points we exaggerate. I think it is... Um, I don't even think it's necessarily we're trying to make Jesus cool. Um, but I think that it is because in a sense, not even in a sense, Jesus is already relevant no matter where you take him and put him. Right. Yeah. So it's not even a matter of we need to make him look cool it's because that's not that's not it. I don't even think that's what I think um, people just want to Yeah, that's cool, that's not how I look at this question, because I think that if Jesus is a priest, no matter where we're at. I think it'll be relevant to whoever needs to hear it. Um, I right. think his stories are relevant. I think whatever he did was relevant. I think that he doesn't need to change himself yeah. to look appealing to yeah. our culture. In a sense, he ha- he is himself his own culture. Right. Right. So I think where this thing comes into play is where we, as the people, like Sam said, try to appeal more to culture to get people like their eyes on them, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's not necessarily let's preach this and whoever holds to it is who holds to it and will continue to preach it and whoever grasps it, grasps it. 
Um, but it's a matter of how can we get as many people as we can to hear this yeah. and keep them here. And the funny thing about it, I was listening to this pod, this amazing podcast called The Pastor's Pod by, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jesus Culture, their, their podcast network. So mm-hmm. um, real quick, he they had, they had somebody on this recent episode, and he said Jesus never gave people options. He basically said, like, to the man he told to go sell his things, he was mm-hmm. like, he was like, yeah, go go home and sell your things, da da da. The man, he didn't like. The man walked away. Jesus was not. Crying. He was never like, yo, come back. This is what I actually meant. I meant, you know, go sell this so that when this happens, I have your heart and you know that you're not. No, he just said, go sell this, go mm-hmm. sell your stuff, right? And that's it. He want. He not saying, all right, never mind. He's saying, do this. If you don't want to do it, oh well. And right. I think that sometimes when we want to be so cool and so attractive to the culture, yeah. we do that second option like. Oh no! What I meant was this: like, come back here. You see this? Look at this. Look at that. Which, like, Alami said, it's not bad. It's not bad to have an illustration that you know is something that because I'm a visual learner, right? Yeah. You can sit. I could sit here and look at um, whatever it is visually, and it hits a lot differently. There's nothing like Gabe said. There's nothing wrong with illustrations, but I think it's when we try to you know make it so appealing that we go out of the way. We even get away from Jesus Himself to attract. Instead of bringing people into our culture, we're going into their culture and trying to do that. So that's all I got to say on that. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like my issue that I have nowadays is like, it was kind of like almost the same thing Moses said. It's like churches being cool and then they and then they give you a watered down Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And it's just mm. like, why do we try so hard to be cool just for people to encounter a Jesus that may not necessarily be the true Jesus? You know right. what I'm saying? And I just feel like, I don't know, I always try to put myself... In situations where I ask myself, like, if Jesus was here now walking the earth, like, would he be about what we're about? You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, the optics and aesthetics. Like, does he care about haze and and lights and, you know what I'm saying, projectors or screens? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and a lot of churches do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not coming for any particular church. Right. A lot of churches do it. And it's just like, again, I know it's just like trying to appeal to certain people and I get that. But at the same time, I just feel like there just always needs to be a balance. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like... If people are raving about a church because of how it looks aesthetically more than like mm, the word itself, then I feel like being transformed. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like that should be a red flag. No mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But again, it's just like, you know, people like I, I even seen people like they be posting like, oh, like my church just got this new and I'm just like, yo, like why, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is that so important? Why does it matter? Man. Why is that even worth even posting? But who am I to tell people what to post? Right. But when I seen it, I was just like, Yeah, like I felt like this is an issue. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my church just got the new don't don't and I'm just like, <laughs> Okay, that's cool. Hey, you know what I'm saying? So I'm I, that's my that's that's always my issue. And it's just like if we can find a way to balance both where you can be a cool looking church. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can offer all the cool things, but then, like, I actually come to the church and I'm like, dang, like, the, you go deep in the word and stuff like that. I feel authentically. Like, authentically. Cool. Yeah, then I feel like that's cool, but yeah. I feel like a lot of churches struggle with trying to do both because maybe a lot of the int- intentionality is being cool. Or it may not even be the church being cool, but the people there being yeah. cool. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, it's man, church culture nowadays is just, you just got to be careful where you. Because. Yeah. yeah. When you're, oh, no, yeah. You I was going to say when you're trying to be cool or like a cater to the. The need, the wants of the people, you end up raising weak Christians that are not steadfast in their walk or even rooted in their word, mm-hmm. and that's the point to make disciples of all nations. Yeah. So yeah. we have to be careful that we're catering to the the building of the body as opposed to the aesthetics and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And, I'm oh. not knocking it down, but at the end of the day, when when fire is testing our walk individually, you want 
everybody to like this pandemic literally wiped out many churches. Bruh. Yeah, many Christians. Pe- many too. Christians. Like you know this pan. You know the fact that we were separated, and had to worship by ourselves. You know, or see God by ourselves and stuff like that. It really um, mm-hmm. challenged people in their yeah. walks, and yep. it's like thank God I've been safe for a while that I didn't. You know. When the pandemic came, it just made me actually more hungry and, you know, fellowship more with my friends and stuff like that. But yeah. we have to be really careful when the fire is testing the quality of Christians that their quality, their gold, you know, yeah. made of honor. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's to wrap it up. I think sometimes when we try to make Jesus, quote unquote, look too cool for look cool enough for culture, we start to manipulate how people see us. Yeah. Um, when we start to do things that distort aren't, the message. Yeah, distort the message and just manipulate people's opinions of ourselves to should we show we show them a version of ourselves that isn't really us to get them in to tell them about Jesus. You know, that's a lot of hoops we got to jump through. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's something simple is keep the main thing the main thing. You know, the yeah. means of having the smoke, the lights, and everything like that, it's not bad. But once they become the main thing, that's when, you know, we're trying too hard. So yeah. that's why I think you just keep the main thing the main thing and we're good. Um, but yeah, and that's the four by four. Four by four. And it's been an honor. Thank you. After so many years, I'm finally here. You know what I'm saying? It was worth it. (laughs) It was. It was worth it. Go ahead, pray yourself once again. Anything you want to share with the people? Um, You can find me on my podcast at Niger Girl Talks on Instagram at Niger Girl Talks. And um, in the link is our, in the bio is our link to our podcast platforms and stuff for that. On Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and SoundCloud as Niger Girl Talks. And, um, Yes, stay tuned for more podcasts from me, and I hopefully will come back one day before the rapture (laughs) to Project 330. How do you spell Niger? Oh, sorry. Thank you. Do that, please. N-A-I-J-A. And, of course, Moses will put it in the podcast notes, of course. course. You know, podcast etiquette. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. You you can find me at alameday.yanda on Instagram. Hey. For more sneaker content, honestly, <laughs> bro, her <laughs> sneaker she, her she sneaker do got a good collection. You know Deep. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and the DMs open. You say that. Um, slide in, yeah, shoot your shot, share your game, yeah, yeah. Share yeah. whatever game it is. Bring your game, share it. Um, but now nah, that's the four by four episode, of the Greater Podcast. You can find us on all of our socials, proj three three zero. Once again, if you have a four by four question, please share it. You know, on Anchor, through DMs, through email. Also, if you want to support the page, go ahead and do that through Anchor. Um, we have the opportunity or the option there for you to support us in any way, monetary or just by review. You know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be. Share the episode. Help us, um, I guess, grow. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And just impact whoever needs to hear it. But yeah, man, it's the Greater Podcast. Another episode down and. Your God bless.